I'll say right off the bat, then like right now, let's just jump right into shifting gears and Q and A. Q and A. Let's talk hey. about that dummy. That dummy. That guy I had to back run grab a pin because right off the bat, I went, I don't agree with that. And so I ran, grabbed the pin, because I thought, how many of those are there going to be? But then it turned ah, out that great. was the only one. So. <laughs> Otherwise, that guy was a genius from me. Um, yeah, so let's throw the number. Oh, it's already up there. 360-447-8474. So any questions that you have about anything, but specifically the message, because this is the time where we can really jump into the message, uh, just go ahead and text them in to me, and I'll, uh, I'll throw them at you. Okay. Um, oh, and Cheryl, you know my prop? Oh, what? Cheryl just says also just members got emails to vote. So if you're wondering if you why you didn't oh, get Oh, sorry, email, sorry. Yeah, you have to be a member to uh, ratify. Which you members. are always invited to do. Always. It's a very oh. simple process. Next time you're in the church, yes. pick up a packet. Official members. She's qualifying. There's an official member. Not just attenders who consider yeah. this your church, but if you actually sign on the dotted line, because it's a legal thing. Yeah. It's We'd not love like, to make it official. It's not Come like we're there. trying to exclude people. It's yeah. a... This is like the thing you have to fill out for the state. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay, you want to know the problem I had with me? <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's hear it. This whole public enemy number one business. Mm -hmm. Because this next Sunday, I, I'm going to take that on. I, and I was sitting there, think, first I thought, well, that's not, I don't agree with that. But then I thought, you know, maybe I do. Maybe the guy's got something, you know, going. Uh, because maybe... We don't even need to be here for Because maybe argument. the devil is our, our number one public enemy, but he's certainly not number one private enemy. He's our number two private enemy. We have an enemy uh, far worse than the devil. And we'll be talking about that on Sunday. Because when we say deliver us from evil, right. don't be thinking the devil and my enemies. You better be thinking your number one evil. Hmm. Yeah. Private, <laughs> no guessing. <laughs> Private enemy number one. Mm -hmm. Which what, is this. this you, I miss what you said. What'd you say? Jerry <laughs> Oh, good. Uh oh, we're getting political jokes. None of that. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the mics work that far, so you can yell whatever you want. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to yell at that guy who gave the sermon today? Anything? Well, do you want me to know who the private enemy number one is? Yes, I got an inkling, but go ahead. It's, it's our heart. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Well, then because the heart is deceptive me, above all. Let me stop you right and there, so then. Because here's a question. Above the devil. It, okay. It, it sounds, this is a, a question that I think is going to kind of pull at that thread. It sounds like the devil just tempts, suggests, or urges us to do the sin because, quote, he has no power without my permission. Right. But then they also ask, but what about the stuff he himself does without my permission, like all the torturing of Job? No, he can he could do things. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't do things. I'm saying he can't make you sin. He can't make me decide to sin. Yeah. And so, uh, but he can do as much as the Lord allows him to do. There's a, I'll probably, I, I don't know if I'll talk about this or not, but I did last Sunday. Uh, the whole Jesus telling Peter the night before the cross, hey, Satan's asked permission to sift you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you can imagine Peter oh, going, hey, oh, phew, I'm glad he asked you. <laughs> What'd you do to him? <laughs> you know. Well, so anyway, I'm going to let him. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so what, what, what do I do? And he said, well, I've prayed for you. Oh, good. So I'm not going to fall to it. Well, no, I've prayed that after you fall, you'll come back. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing, Lord? What, what are you? What is it that you do again? <laughs> you sounds like I'm getting and left out. And he said, "Oh, island. exactly what you need." 
Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I do, exactly what you need. And I've made this statement before. We give Satan way too much credit. Like, oh, Satan's getting away with all this. No, Satan's getting played. Right. He, right. Is, he is a necessary evil for this whole mechanism of creating children in God's image and maturing them in righteousness. There's a necessary evil that comes into that. We're evil, for right. heaven's sakes. I'm glad God doesn't just wipe out all evil because we're told over and over. Yeah. My own evil heart. Yeah. Well, so then uh, maybe expound a little bit on that because of that, that, that idea uh, that I always love to cite is the... Um, you know, where he yells at him and says, uh, get behind me, Satan. Calls him, I mean, you right. are now, you're him. You're now Satan. You're, you're Satan. And, you know. Or a Satan. And, and this is within five minutes of like, hey, I'm going to build the rock on this. Build the church, the, on, build the church on, this, on this rock, right? You, good and job. now you're the devil. And you're the devil. And, it and goes, now you're back to the rock. And it's that flippant. So what is the nuanced difference between, say, our heart and the devil? Which way you're facing if, you know, when, when uh, Jesus says, <clears throat> you're sons of the devil, mm -hmm. you're not sons of Abraham, you're sons of the devil. Right. A, a student of devil, uh, an offspring of the devil, you're of the devil's line. And, but yet if one of them were to come and fall on their knees, he's, oh, no, you're not. Now you're not. Mm -hmm. And so we have, I, I love, Jesus doesn't take sin casually, but I love how pragmatic he is. Mm -hmm. It's. Hey, you're not facing and uh, walking and seeking toward God. And there's only one of two ways you can do. And so you're facing and walking toward the devil. Mm -hmm. You're either going toward truth or toward lie. I got my directions wrong. That was the lie and the devil. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, you know, when you, you make a disciple, you make him twice the son of hell that you are. And so you see in scripture that Jesus is very clear that, and it's not something that destroys relationship with him. It's something he's very pragmatic about. Peter, you're facing God. I, it's flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. My Father in heaven just revealed that to you right on good heart. Now you're yeah. facing the wrong way and you're Satan. Right. So could right. you just turn around again and face this way? Right. It's that simple. Though. It's that it simple. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Which is incredibly, that means there's two sides to that coin in, in my heart. That's terrifying that I'm a step away from turning the and being the you know polar opposite, but that it's also so comforting that I'm a step away from ever being right back in that grace and in that right direction. Well, the, you know the, the old cartoon with the angel and the devil on uh, your shoulders. I, I think there's a lot more truth to that. Uh -huh. I think it stems from something that deep down that we know and understand because Scripture talks about that still small voice that God's put inside you that directs you and guides you. We call it a conscience. Mm -hmm. Hebrews talks about that conscience and how Jesus came so that we could have a pure conscience, that our conscience could really work for us. And it's the little voice inside of us that keeps us on the straight and narrow. Then we're told, oh, he scattered the prideful in their heart, you know, their vain imaginations of their heart and the, uh, the deceptions of their mind. And they're, it's like, oh, so you also have your vain imagination. So you got your vain imaginations and mm -hmm. the deceptions of your own heart that wants to do the bad things in the wrong way. And then you have your conscience that's been God-infused. It's like, I got this onboard guidance system that always right. seems to know what's right. And it's really irritating because it's hard to ignore <laughs> it. Right. And so the vain imagination says, well, let me help out. I can come up with a way around it mm -hmm. so that we won't violate it. And then the conscience says, actually, that still kind of violates me. And he says, quiet. <laughs> so, Did he say, <laughs> surely you'll die? <laughs> and so I think, uh, I think there's a lot to 
those little voices. And I think yeah. uh, when I'm leaning into the vain imagination to try and find a way around my conscience, mm -hmm. well, get behind me, son of yeah, Satan. Get behind right. me, you little devil. Mm -hmm. Or I'm listening to that conscience and going, okay, I know that I didn't put all that truth in you, so somebody did. Right. Right. And there's really only one person who could. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I'm really going to try to listen. Mm -hmm. And, oh, well, you know, I can build a whole church on that kind of attitude. Right. Okay. Um, hello, church family. This throwback service was great. We got to see Char's shining face yes. again. We want to know, is Char hiding out in Hawaii with the new grandbaby? Thank you. That's all. Um, no, but she soon will be. Did she? She got to go, though. She went over to Hawaii to see the baby. Last November. Yeah, November. It's all did. one big day anymore. I, I, I don't know. know how it goes. Um, but no, I'm actually getting ready uh, here in a few weeks to go over there to Hawaii. Oh, nice! And do you want to do the sermon? Done deal. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm gonna. I know. I I've got so much in me that I got to get you out. You know, I was joking about it this morning that this is my first kind of Sunday off since March, and it is. I've I've spoken every I Sunday know. since March, and now I've got a sermon uh, that I. I stopped at about 90% done yesterday at noon when uh, everyone started calling saying they couldn't make it in. Yeah. And so I have that, I can, I'm just going to button that thing up for next Sunday, and I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a fun sermon, and part of the LPG. Nice. And uh, so that feels like I'm ahead of the game now. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, I'm going to get two weeks off. You have, you've had a good attitude for the, like, Week after week after week <laughs> after week, because I've felt like overwhelmed and I'm going, man, we're just grinding and grinding and grinding through it because, you know, especially in the last year, there was our resources were so down and people and everything. And it was just you got to keep going, keep going, keep going. Those but I also know whenever it's a sermon week, whenever I have a sermon week, I'm like, don't nobody talk to me. Start on Monday. And you've been doing it for a year. So good job. Thank you. Well deserved. I hope you've seen the grandbabies, though, haven't you? Oh, yeah. OK, making sure. Because they're like old now. It's been yeah, a while. Shaz uh, overnighted him so we could <laughs> just look at him for a little bit and send him back. It was That's how it works. Not really. Um, oh, actually, speaking of doing a message, somebody just asked they visited. Uh, again. They asked of me again. I don't read these because I get them a lot and I'm trying to <laughs> back out of this. But Noah, did you ever learn to dunk that basketball? Oh, because talk about that while I go get a trash can because I hear that. I hear the oh, snow leaking through the that snow, light fixture. I know. That's too bad. Well, as you may remember, uh, last year, or when, yeah, 2020, I turned 38 in January, and I had a sermon where I uh, <laughs> dunk myself into a big hole and said I was going to dunk a basketball by my 40th birthday. <laughs> you that's said a, you were going to try. Oh, no, I said I was going to. No, listen to the sermon, because that's the idea. Yeah, you're right. My, the, my, the point I'm making, you know, in that sermon is that's, that's it, is I... I can't aim oh, that's at right. trying to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to aim just like we're supposed to be perfect. And I go, but I can't be perfect. There's no way I can. I like that. I like that attitude. I'm yeah. going to do it. Because if you fail, it's not a problem. Right. But you can't... You can't Let myself off the hook You first. can't decide you're going to fail. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And that's the way that we're supposed to follow God. I firmly believe is like, I look... I understand physics. I got a mirror. <laughs> I know enough to believe, to like really see how difficult that is. But I also know that anything is possible with God. So, uh, I'll you know what I think you should do? What? Get a little, you know, those donut holes? Get them to do one up like a basketball. Yeah. And then you could yeah. dunk it. Oh, no. It, I'll tell you what's funny about that is my kids have been, they know I was going to try and lawyer my way out of it somehow. So they're like, not on a trampoline. 
Not with special <laughs> shoes, not lowering the rim, not some different interpretation of the word dunk. They're like really holding my feet to the fire. So Not in a box, so not I'll tell with a you fox. What, no matter what, I'm turning 40 next January. I just turned 39, and so next we will definitely have a big Sunday morning and I'll let you know how things are going. But I'll tell you this, whether or not you believe it, uh, I bought a leg press machine. Right, I did. was working out a lot. There's certain things that keep getting in the way of that, like the COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like gravity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but okay. no, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, here's another question uh, about the sermon. You say, resist the devil and he will flee. Do we mean over the course of a whole life? Because it seems like he's always in my ear no matter what I do. Uh, I mean, on I individual basis. And you look at like Jesus' temptation. Mm -hmm. He resisted him. You know, hey, turn the stones into bread. He resisted him. And so the devil dropped that tactic, but immediately turned to another one. Okay, well, then he took him up to the highest thing. He said, so it's not that he like flew off. It's like so, he, okay, I, I'm going to stop with that one. Because remember, Jesus hadn't eaten. He was incredibly hungry. So that was a very tempting. That's a big mistake we make with the temptations of Jesus is to not see them as temptations. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, he was tempted three times. He's like, I am not going to do that. It's like Satan's pretty smart when it comes to tempting. So he looked at Jesus and said, OK, even though you're Jesus, you know, I can find a way to tempt you. You're, you're in a human body and you're starving and you could turn those into bread. And what's that hurting? Mm -hmm. So whatever it was he was doing, you know that it was tempting Jesus. It says he suffered by what he was tempted and tempted just like us. You know, it made sense to him in that way that sin makes sense to us. Like, oh, but no, but, uh, but he was tempted. The Bible says he was tempted. Right. And so that could have gone on, but he met it with scripture. And stood his ground. And the devil saw, well, okay, I'm not, okay, as much as I know you wish you could do this, right. you're not gonna, because you're standing on the word of God, the mm -hmm. B-I-B-L-E. And so he fled that idea and immediately went to another one. And then Jesus stood his ground on scripture there. And so he immediately went to another yeah, tactic. Yeah, it doesn't and then he stood his ground on that one. He immediately went to another, because there's actually four. Uh, and then at the end of the whole shebang, right, he says. And then at the end, he says, uh, Jesus basically says, you can tell that none of this is going to work, right? There's a pattern here. So why don't you just go? And uh, because it says, worship the Lord your God, so I'm not going to do anything different. It says, then the devil left him until an opportune time. Right. It's like the devil's going away to go, okay, well, we'll figure this out. Let's see. Uh. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm just having this thought now as you're saying that. I guess the thing that determines that is how many opportune times do you create for the devil? You know, like if he leaves until an opportune time where you could be tempted, where you've, he's got an in. That's a funny thought. Because Jesus is that like, he's like, man, he had me at every turn. That's, and then Jesus just goes on to. Was he talking to Peter? Or was he talking to the devil? Huh. Because the devil, you know, okay, I can't get him that way. So then Jesus told, in that story, he tells the uh, disciples that, okay, I, I, I don't tell anyone this, but. We're going to go up to Jerusalem, and I'm going to be killed. I'm going to die. Right. And so Peter, Peter's natural reaction is, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen, right. Lord. Now, that must have been a temptation to Jesus because it's the devil manifesting himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he waited till an opportune time, mm -hmm. and that's just one of several. But I've never looked at it that way, that Jesus is looking at Peter and maybe feeling like, oh, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. 
And then all of a sudden Jesus saying, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. I see you peeking out around the corner there. Which Peter's going, still, that doesn't help no. me. That's, this is bad news <laughs> somehow. Yeah, uh, Peter, I'm not saying you're the devil. I'm just saying you're the carrying agent that's allowed him to speak through <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. And so like uh, Judas, uh, the, uh, the minute he took the bread, mm-hmm. the, Satan entered him and he mm-hmm. went out. And Jesus said, well, go do what you must. And they all thought he was sending him out to buy something. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. didn't know that the devil had entered into him. And, yeah. and so you see uh, uh, the, the Gadarene when Jesus goes across the way. And, they come, all, and all the demons that are screaming at him and yelling at him. The devil and Jesus are going back and forth throughout that entire three and a half years. Right, yeah. And yeah, and so that that opportune time is just whenever I guess he can get a foothold. So like in that moment, yeah, you could prompt Pete. He could prompt Peter at that moment to say, "No, not that. What if we did it a Let's different way?" Let's protect him. Yeah, yeah. But so in your life, I would imagine it works the same way in any mm-hmm. one of ours. Where if you show a weakness where he could go, "Oh, you're 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 just begging to be tempted about that." Well, then that's pretty opportune right. for him to get in there so. And I made the point in that sermon that the temptation is actually a sign that you're doing warfare, that you're in battle. If if you don't know you're being tempted, it's mm-hmm. because you're just following the devil. Right, right. <laughs> and right. so when you're so sensitive to it that you can kind of see that he's always there whispering and battling, it's not that there's going to be a time in this world where, well, Satan's gone and I've never tempted anymore. Yeah. It will always be a new tactic. That's how it works down here. God, because at the same time, God doesn't get to a point where he goes, you know what, you've grown enough. You've really grown a lot. You're very strong and uh, I like to see that spiritual growth. So let's just stop it right there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wow, look at you. You're growing and right. there's so much more that, that you could become and do while we have this little time together down here in the dark place. Uh, so, yeah, Satan's asked to sift you, and I've prayed for you so that, uh, you know, when you return after you fall, it's like, yeah. hey, no, I don't want you to pray that prayer. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and by the very uh, normal nature of the idea, too, that he goes after Jesus, then you are probably a pretty easy target because the stuff that he's going after, you know, is like, well, okay, if you're the son of God, <laughs> right. then do this. Like, And I'm going, ah, that's not, I'm not that holy yet. So... You can imagine he's probably got a lot more to me, but that means every step that I take when I start getting really strong in my faith or whatever, he's like, oh, uh, don't worry, I got, I got some temptations for you at every step along the way. So we're not ever uh, immune to it. Okay. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't have any more this moment, so this will, I'll throw a, a call out for text real quick. I have, have one any... funny thing to add. Uh, we're told that when the Lord, when God himself led the people uh, from Egypt through the 40 years mm-hmm. and the, that they tempted him several times, but mm-hmm. he didn't destroy them. And it's kind of funny because they tempted God to destroy them just with mm-hmm. their rebellion and their bad acts. It's like, I'm not saying God can be tempted. I'm saying in the story, yeah. it says yeah. they tempted him, but he didn't destroy them. Yeah, yeah. But that's just kind of funny. Which it, you can tell there was a few times where he wanted to tested. And get tested. You, you know, that where it's, yeah. Even though he says he led us in the desert all that time to test what was in our hearts. Yeah. That's how we do things. So was there anything uh, that, again, hearing the, this old guy talking from back in May that you wish you had put in? Any new insights or... Or, uh... um, well, it's all coming in this next Sunday's sermon. Because I tell you, I had, I, when I stumbled across that sermon and I'd forgotten about it, it's like, 
wow, there's good information. So I was trying to cram it into this framework that I already had. It was just overstuffed and too much, and I was just pulling my hair out. And so yesterday at noon, uh, when Mystery called me, he said, hey, people aren't able to make it into church, and we need to really yeah. do something different. It's like, I could just show it. Yeah. I could just show it, and then I can take all of that and now just have a very clean message on Deliver Me From and, Evil. And all God has to do to derail Bruce is a blizzard. That's yeah. all it takes. I mean, it would be so hard for you to agree to do that or anything, but, it, but God's like, he won't put that. I'll tell you what, we'll do a whole blizzard, shut everything down, and then he'll consider it. And that's all it takes. <laughs> You're that easy, takes. Bruce. That's how easy it is to direct you. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, I'm excited about next week because I have also personally loved the LPG, doing the Lord's Prayer Guide, because I think it is... Uh, it just, it helps you to feel like I'm, I'm being a good Christian because it is so, such a great indexing because I'm not, I, I don't remember all the things and the phrases right. and the words. And when I memorize this little guy and then when we are doing this breakdown, it just makes it so nice every day. I feel like my prayers are, are like pro. They're more robust. You know? yeah. yeah. Because God himself emptied himself and came down among us and said, Hey, just so you know, this is how I want you to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm going to put it in just a few catchy phrases and then by, whatever you do, don't just, you know, robotically recite them, but take that framework and please let your words be few because you don't like to pray long and I don't like to hear long. I like to speak long and I like you to hear long. Mm -hmm. And so here we have this wonderful little framework of catchy sayings from the mouth of God himself saying, pray to me this way. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I think that's about it. Welcome back. Anything. Oh, I know. It's so good to be back. I have missed you guys like crazy. Or maybe this is for me, is no matter what, God doesn't want me around people because I'm finally like, hey, I get to come back to church. And then the blizzard <laughs> shuts it all down again. So I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But uh, good to be here. I'm excited for this new year, all the stuff we're talking about, all the things that we're doing. I can't wait for it. Can't wait to hit the yep. ground running. So. If there's anything else, or uh, we're just going to let them go. See you all right here next go. Sunday. That's right. Go play in the snow. No reservation necessary. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.